Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo wee woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You wanna know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. Sorry I'm late today. And uh, we went a little bit longer on the intro because I was trying to send some videos to Mr. Producer. Um, yesterday, I got the opportunity to take my sister and my niece shooting. And it was pretty awesome, actually. We had a great time. We, um, <laughs> we, the, the funny part about it is that my sister is, let's see if I can push these over. Okay, pushed it. I gave it to you, Mr. Producer. Um, uh, I took her to, to go shoot guns and, uh, my sister had never been shooting guns. She'd never shot guns. Now my niece, uh, they gave her a P365 and she's there with the boy scouts and a bunch of girls from, um, from the community church and they were all, they were all together. And so I asked my niece cause, um, I said, you can either go dancing with my wife or you can go shoot guns. She goes, I want to shoot guns. <laughs> and, and they live in, and they live in Virginia. But the interesting part was, is that they handed the P365 and had a laser sight on it. And, uh, he said, go ahead and, and shoot him in the eye. And she shot him right between the eyes. <laughs> so she's a natural, she's a natural with guns. Well, I think today, Mr. Producer, we're going to troll the radical left. And there's a lot to discuss because Frankly, if you see what if you see what they've done, if you, if you literally look at what the radical left has done, is that they've created this environment where people like Elon Musk are finally standing up. Now, this is just in. So just just so you know, Elon is saying you either he he gave him a choice. If you, he haven't heard this yet, um, either you sell me the rest of the company for equivalent of $54 a share, which is $43 billion, or I'm going to sell my 9.2% interest in it. So, so that's not the interesting part. The interesting part about all of this is that we know the radical left, and it's, it's like a global environment. So Prince, uh, Saudi Prince Al-Walid uh, bin uh, Talal Al-Saud, um, he's one of the, the Twitter's largest shareholders, rejected Elon Musk's bid to buy Twitter. That just, that just happened. But Elon is actually, I mean, I will say this, he's beating them at their own game. If you look at, you know, what he's doing, he, he, my guess is he got put on the board and this non-American uh, CEO, this un-American, non-American CEO, who said, we don't have to pay attention to the First Amendment. If you don't remember that, that was the CEO of 
of Twitter that said, we don't have to, be, we don't have to contend with the First Amendment. And by, and by the way, we see this happening all over the place. We see this in, in Google. If you didn't see this, Google has been suppressing Republican and or uh, Christian conservative messages from organizations uh, for years. And there's an estimate that that's cost um, those organizations and has cost uh, Republicans a lot. And so they have weaponized everything around us. It's not because they're right. It's because they're wrong. It's because they represent the evil of our society. But all of these people that run these companies, that run Google, that run Twitter, they're not Americans. They're not Americans. So when we talk about being taken over by, by um, this radical leftist evil agenda, we have to pay attention to the fact that the people that are running it, that are trying to make the rules for in America, they're not Americans. When Prince... Uh, Wali Halali, right? Whatever his name is, the largest shareholder in Twitter, the, the other large, one of the largest shareholders in Twitter, comes out and said, we're, we're, I reject. He really doesn't have a choice in the matter, honestly. Because if enough people sell Elon Musk their shares, and he, and he will, by the way, find a way to buy more of the company. It, it will end up being a hostile takeover, or he will dump that 9.2%, and so will millions of other shareholders. And that stock will tank like the Titanic. So we got a bunch of stuff to go over, but before we do that, I, I, I think I want to share this with you. I want to share with you my sister's shooting her gun. Now listen, there, you'll hear someone in another lane, Mr. Producer, not my niece who's wearing yellow, my sister, um, and we'll do my niece next. She's shooting a full automatic weapon, fully automatic weapon um, that was used in, uh, modified in World War II. So can we play that video? It's like 35 seconds. Sorry, this is my sister. I'll give you a now it's ready to go, okay? So lean into it. Okay. Is that and that's somebody saying There we go, okay, you're done. Okay, she should never shoot a gun. Now, my, my niece, on the other hand, her daughter, Olivia, um, she did much better, I think. She just stepped up and said, look, I got this. Let's go ahead and play that real quick. Grab the grip, keep the finger off the trigger. Awesome. Thank you. You're going to want to grip up here. She's like, no, full auto, give it to me. And, and by the way, downrange, if you're on the audio version, there's a picture of a bad guy pointing a gun. She's like, let, let me handle this. Yeah, so it's a full automatic Okay, now that is what is called a fully automatic weapon. Okay? That is a fully automatic weapon. That is also not legal. Like, you can't legally, you can get a sear, you, could, you have to go through quite a few hoops in order to get it. Um, but the average American could never have an automatic weapon. We happen to have a license 
to have fully automatic weapons. And so we went over and decided we were going to have a little fun with it. All right. So, Mr. Producer, we got, we got a lot of stuff here to, to go over. Um, let's go ahead and uh, put up A1, if we would. This is a tweet from Elon Musk said, I made an offer. This was this morning at 523. And in this, uh, and if you go to uh, A2, um, Exhibit B, Brett Taylor, chairman of the board, I invested in Twitter as I believe is potential in the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is a societal imperative for the functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. As a result, I'm offering to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 a share, 54% premium over the day before I began investing in Twitter, and a 38% premium over the day before my investment was publicly announced. My offer is my best and final offer, and if it's not accepted, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. Elon Musk. Isn't that badass? I, I want to do the da 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 da. He is the ultimate. He is the ultimate troll. And you know what? Brett Taylor has to be saying to himself, holy crap. Now, I, I want to say this to Elon. I, I will say this right here. And I've actually uh, I, I've, I've reached out and said, hey, Elon, will you come on the show? Um, and he, he may or may not. Uh, take me up on that offer uh, based on the fact that the left has lied and said that I said I wanted to hang everyone that opposed me, which is not true. But the, the and the people would lose their mind, by the way. Would they not lose their line, mind, Mr. Producer? That would be so amazing. Yeah, he, they would lose their mind. But my point is, is that Elon literally just said, hey, I got on the board. I got to see what you guys are doing. And then after he got on the board, he started to realize these people are communists. And by the way, he is an African-American. I just want you to know, he is a true African-American. He's from South Africa. All right, go ahead and take that down. So then CNN had to pop in and talk about this. So let's put up A3. Musk has far more Twitter followers than any other CEO with 81.6 million, is much more prolific tweeter than a handful of celebrities who have more followers. While other critics of Twitter complain the social media platform has not done enough to control the spread of misinformation, Musk has expressed more concern about efforts to limit what users are allowed to tweet. Last month, he said he was giving serious thought to creating a new social media platform. Given that Twitter serves as a de facto public Town Square, falling to, failing to adhere to free speech principle, principles fundamentally undermines democracy, Musk tweeted last month. What should be done? Last week, Musk disclosed that he had buying shares of Twitter since late January, and he has spent $2.6 billion to accumulate 73.1 million shares, which at the time represents a 9.1% stake, according to what the company has disclosed at that point about the number of shares that are held by investors. My favorite part about that is they're like critics are saying that Twitter isn't censoring people enough. That that's the crazy part about all of it. Yeah. Is that these are these are un-American people. I want you to realize that all of the people that are writing for CNN and everyone else, and I don't actually know who wrote this, but they're not Americans. You say, oh no, they're naturalized Americans. They have no skin in the game. None. They have no skin in the game that we hold 
dear to us. They have no blood that was spilled. They have no sacrifice that's been made. They have nothing that binds them to this nation. Nothing. And you got Bebopper over there, George Soros, that's running around the globe, you know, trying to disrupt things, buying DA's races, DA's races. Now, why this is important, he's buying DA races, district attorney races, and attorney general races, is because he wants to have the ability to let his criminal enterprise run amok on society. But here's the problem. The people have caught up to it and said, no. No, the establishment's got to go. And by the way, Elon Musk is giving money to Republicans and Democrats. You didn't know that. You want to know why he's giving to Republicans and Democrats? Because he's picking who is selected to go into that position. It's called controlled opposition on one side and the evil on the other. But, but they're both evil. And they both have abandoned the people on both sides of the aisle. But so, so the further we get into it, we have Ben Shapiro, who, who uh, decided he would pipe in on what's happening with Elon Musk. And the best thing about Elon Musk's takeover would be the automatic employment sorting mechanism. It takes care of virtually all HR problems immediately. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And then Dinesh D'Souza said, Elon Musk is willing to do what only he can do. He is putting a substantial chunk of his vast fortune on the line to save free speech in America. In times like this, we need men like this to help rescue our society and our civilization at Elon Musk. Uh, I want everybody to know that I would be on uh, Twitter, but I was kicked off for speaking truth. Now, keep in mind, Eric... Trashbag Coomer and the Antifites that have destroyed communities and ridiculed and instilled fear and people just driving through the community. Those people not only are caught lying, but lying substantially and deleting evidence and then filing a lawsuit. But we're not, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. But I was kicked off for bringing that to the public's attention. And they're like, we need to stop this guy for talking. And then the way that they took me off of Twitter, by the way, is they said that I had multiple accounts, which I had the same account since 2009. The same account since 2009. We also got suspended on Twitch today, just so you know. We did? Yeah, we're not on Twitch. We got suspended on Twitch? Yeah. Wow. Suspended for what? Uh, I haven't read their complaint, but we can't access our account. So, so Twitch took us down. Did you know that beforehand, or did you, how did you find out about it? Uh, like 30 minutes ago, uh, when I was trying to log in <laughs> to set up the stream. <laughs> wow. Guys, I, I want to point this out. We were just suspended from Twitch. Go ahead and drop that, if you would, on, uh, on Telegram. So we know that the radical left has been trying to get us taken off of Twitch. They, they've been tweeting about it. And now we found out that Twitch, and, and by the way, people on Twitch are going to be like, what, what are you doing? Why, why would you take him down? What, what would be the reason why you would take him down? So we're not on Twitch. I, I'm glad we, we actually know that. So they're saying that we don't, we don't have access to our account. I couldn't even log in. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This is what the radical left does. The radical left wants to take away your ability to hear truth. 
They want to take away your ability to hear truth. Well, let's keep going. That's a nice little surprise that we have. Now we're going to troll Twitch. Okay. So as we go further into all of this stuff, Carol Roth tweets this. I'm going to leave Twitter if Elon Musk takes over. It is the new I'm going to move to Canada if Trump wins. Bye, Felicia. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. And then Danny uh, uh, Tarkanian says, replying, Twitter HQ right now. And it's a picture of the triggered woman when President Trump was being elected to uh, president in 2016. This is completely based right here. Go take that down. And we would not be, uh, and then nobody... <laughs> and this is a <laughs> this is the ultimate troll and it says Twitter is a private company it can do what it wants and Elon goes yes <laughs> and then and then it shows him crying <laughs> number one bullshit guy replying to Elon Musk see they can't weaponize things that you take away from them to weaponize and by the way, I will always find a way to be on the air. I'll always find a way to be on the air. And I will start suing people. I will probably sue Twitch. I probably will. Because why would you take me down? What did I do to take me down? Because I talked about what exactly? Election integrity? Maybe it was because I talked about the real life, what is happening on, in Chicago, or the real life of racism or the radical left agenda or the narrative that's just not true. My suspicion is it's the snake venom episode. Snake venom episode? Yeah. Did I not say in the episode that this is a theory? Well, yeah, but you know what they do. Hmm. Walter Schaub comes out on Twitter today, 641, an hour later, and says Elon Musk be making a play for Twitter out of his petty cash drawer is one of the examples of why the pooling of so much wealth in the hands of a few is a societal disease. Listen to what this piece of trash is saying. When they do it on the radical left, nothing to see here. But when someone in the middle, and by the way, Elon is in the middle. Elon Musk is not some savior that runs down the, down the aisle as a Christian conservative that is going to save the day. Right? He's not. He has an ethical barometer that is true north, and he follows it. You know, he doesn't agree with, like, global warming and what we do with the environment. You know, he is very much into creating sustainable environments, right, and getting away from fossil fuels. He is. And say what you want, he is. Right? And it, he's not going to be right about everything, and we're not going to be right about everything. And, and there might be some things that, idealistically, we could be wrong on, but we'll find out when we're dead. I mean, in essence, we'll find out when we're dead. Or we'll find out in the, his, in, 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 the, in the future. But what he is, is he is someone that has an amazing amount of courage, and frankly, unemotionally, just says, hey, look, I'm going to do what I need to do. And then he goes and does it. Go ahead and take that down if you... Oh, sorry, it's not up for you. It's just up for me. So then we have a video. And this is a video on Fox. I, I want to play this because... And it's five minutes long. 
but it's funny. Mr. Producer, this is, this is a great video on Fox and Friends. This is this morning. Let's go ahead and play it. All right, I'll start. Uh, this, is, uh, this is pretty amazing. It and is. I, I would say unexpected because I didn't know what the next move was. We all heard that Elon Musk was going to be a majority shareholder and board member of Twitter. That was a few days ago. We go into the weekend. We find out he's like, forget it. Don't want to be on the board. And people thought, what's he going to do next? Now we know. Yes, this allows we him to buy all of the shares if he wants to, if he doesn't serve on the board. So he's, he's making an offer to yes, buy Yes, he it. is making an offer to buy Twitter, acquiring all outstanding shares of Twitter for $54.20 each. So here's a direct quote from the letter that Elon Musk sent to Twitter's chairman in an SEC filing just this morning. We just got this news about a half hour ago. It says, I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will neither thrive nor serve this societal imperative in its current form. No kidding. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. As a result, I am offering to buy 100% of Twitter for $54.20 per share in cash, a 54% premium over the day before. I began investing in Twitter and a 38% premium over the day before my investment was publicly announced. My offer is my best and final, final offer. offer. And if it is not accepted, I would need to reconsider my position as a shareholder. Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. Mm, this would give him total control because Twitter would be a private company. We asked Laura Trump about it because you remember Twitter ban her father-in-law, Donald <laughs> Trump. Listen. <laughs> Anybody that wants to champion freedom of speech and give people their voices back, it is the right way to go. There are so many conservatives like myself that have not even bothered to get on Twitter in so long. I couldn't tell you, Ainsley, the last time I tweeted, because what's the point if you're going to be censored, if you actually can't express what you truly think? So to have somebody stepping up to the plate and saying, you know what, we need to level this out. This is our, uh, the, you know, the public square of our times, as, as Elon Musk likes to say, Twitter. And for so many of us, we have said we're not even going to bother with it anymore. The fact that you have terrorist organizations that have allowed to stay on, been allowed to stay on Twitter, but the former president of the United States still is not on there. Absolutely outrageous. So this could uh, save that company. It's becoming more and more irrelevant. The thing is, Twitter wasn't only it was just banning conservatives. More and more people that we know have been banned off that platform. The Hunter and then, Biden story. Right. They the, wouldn't air that. Um, on that. Yeah, that was part of that. That was everybody though too. That was Facebook. That was Instagram. So, I think he goes back, and the first thing he's going to do is establish free speech there. Or how about not be biased towards conservatives? I even think Democrats would tell you there's a bias towards conservatives. So what happens is people just stop doing it. They're done with it. Yes. But I also think on some level, do you think the President Trump wouldn't even go back on? I mean, he's about to launch Truth Social to give his own, his own, use his own uh, business plan to, platform, right. to do a platform that would include everybody. Yeah. It definitely reshuffles the whole deck because w what with Truth Social or Parler or others, the idea was Twitter's gone, so we need our own ecosystem where conservatives are allowed to speak and free speech is allowed to happen. No one was really considering the fact that some ideological billionaire who's a more or less a libertarian could buy Twitter and bring it back to its original mission to restore it to an actual uh, town square. It's, it's heartening. You, some, you know, this is the kind of thing that needs to happen at university. So it, and he goes on to talk about that this is the thing that should happen on to universities, right? That you should have free speech. 
And it's it's interesting that we we talk about you know the the fight today starts at the attack has to start fundamentally at number one, and number one is freedom of speech, freedom to assemble, freedom to to worship. These are all fundamental freedoms. Keep in mind they're trying to take that away from you. They're trying to mock God, number one, and they're trying to stop you from speaking. And by the way, these people are not Americans. I'm just going to call them what they are. They're, they're un-Americans. They're un-Americans in America that have infiltrated our country in the mainstream media and in the social media environment, and they push hard to cancel people. Like, we just got canceled on Twitch. We got canceled on Twitch for standing up. And having a voice and giving someone else the ability to speak. Imagine that in our country, that a platform can just take you down and say, ah, we're suspending you. Okay, well, I'm suing you. How's that? And, and frankly, I think at some point we have to stop believing that they can just do whatever they want and act with impunity. And maybe they can, but it's a good test. The Washington Post this morning wasted, or the Washington Post wasted no time after it was announced that, that Elon was, had a substantial share in Twitter to put something up that, frankly, describes exactly what the radical left and exactly what the Washington Post truly is. Remember, they are exactly what they say that they are fighting against. They are liars. They are liars. The establishment in this country which is for this globalist environment that serves the elitist political class and do not separate them, the Klaus Schwabs, the, the uh, Yuval Noah Harari, the, the, all the bad people that we have, the George Soros, the Bill Gates, pedophile Gates, hangs out with Epstein. All of this, they, they try to project it on other people. But if you put up this post, Mr. Producer, um, the Washington Post says Elon Musk, Elon Musk's vision of free speech will be bad for Twitter. Tesla CEO's used platform has used platform in ugly ways. Now he gets to shape the company's policies. I, I think that I want to I want to point this out. This article was written, and I'm just going to do a little bit of uh, research. Let's look up Ellen Powell. This person, Ellen Powell, is, I just want to see where she's from. Oh, she's from here. Let's look at her, her Wikipedia. She's an attorney. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. I can't really get into... Okay. We, are, we are starting to see a... a a pattern of judges and attorneys and people that dictate law, not oh, dictate law. any sort of understanding of what the Constitution oh, says. Here we go. Let me just tell you this. So she was born in New Jersey. She's a middle child of three daughters born to immigrants from Taiwan. Again, what did I say? Nothing in this country, no blood, no sacrifice, none. No understanding of the history, hundreds of years of history, of people fighting for freedom from tyranny, freeing other nations, freeing other people 
And I'm not talking about the last 40 years. I'm not talking about the same political elite that for the last 40, 50 years has really stepped on the throat of Americans and killed plenty of people around the globe or the color revolutions of the CIA or the FBI or the killing of our own people like Breitbart. They killed Andrew Breitbart. They killed him. And we can talk about other people, right? But they... This, this evil in our society has permeated our government, and now these first generation, first generation just got here, no sacrifice is going to tell me, is telling me, as an American, that, oh, no, 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 listen, I, you, you, you actually don't understand. He uses it in bad ways. Well, what is his bad way? What is bad about the American ideal? What is bad about the soul of America? I want to know what's bad about it. Please tell me. I'm here to listen. But they can't. So let me go back to read this a little bit. Musk calls himself a, sp- a free speech ap- ab- absolutist. But like many free speech advocates, he willfully, willfully ignores the private companies are free to establish some limit on their platforms. He hasn't learned from the folks who left Facebook and subsequently raised alarms about the harms the platform can cause teenage girls and other users. Or even from Dick Costello, or William Evans, former CEOs of Twitter, both of who eventually realized how pervasive and harmful online harassment is. I wish I could turn back the clock and go back to 2010 and stop abuse on the platform by creating a very specific bar for how to behave on the platform, Costello said in 2017. Co-founder Williams even went on to build a new company for sharing information, Medium, because he regretted the way Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms had turned into free fire zones. Lots of tech leaders, though not Musk, are turning against free speech models that end up letting the loudest, most extreme and hateful voices to win, driving others from the platform. That's not what is happening. What is happening is that the absolutists that want to apologize and or justify their behavior to steal the voice of every American is now the loudest voice. And let's talk about what that loudest voice is used for. Let's talk about the harm of our children. Let's talk about critical race theory, gender fluidity. Let's talk about the fact they're creating a victimology of our society and people under the age of 18 are being trained and indoctrinated, not taught. And by the way, if what I'm saying is untrue, if if that's completely untrue, debate me on it. Come on here and debate me. When a third of the population of kids graduating from high school are not proficient in anything, nothing, Not math, not science, not reading. They can barely tie their shoes. Another third are operating below standardized levels that date back two decades. Nearly 40% of our population does not have access to computers, has access to cell phones, but access to advanced technology. So, What they do is they create a victimology around this, and then they make that pervasive thought process the only thing that is heard. It doesn't become the loudest voice. It becomes the only voice because that is what leads to moral depravity. That is what leads to absolute loss of opportunity for people in the United States. See, we're we're not in a place right now where free speech is harming our society. We're in a place right now 
where the lack of free speech is harming our society. It's allowing evil to thrive. And by the way, it's biblical. Hey, this, this uh, pro- podcast is brought to you by our sponsor today, which is Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you hike a lot, if you're on the road a lot, um, health insurance won't always cover the cost of emergency medical flight. God forbid that ever happened to you. But if it did, you'd want this fire insurance. With Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household can be covered in case you ever, ever need to be air medically transported. And if you use promo code DAILY, you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code DAILY. Okay. This is what I say when people get their information without free thought. This is what happens. We're seeing a degradation of our society. We're seeing evil run rampant in our society. And by the way, it's biblical. It's all biblical. It's in Revelations. All, everything we're facing right now is in Revelation. Which, one, is, is this the time of final judgment, the second coming? Is this where Jesus comes back and squishes guys like Yuval Noah Harari, who said that Jesus is a figment of our imagination, that he's a, a fairy tale, a 2,000-year-old fairy tale? Or is this the, the time where of, of great redemption, where we stand up and do what the Bible says we need to do, which is, you know, have faith and act in that faith? There's two, there's two sides to this deal. Either one requires a great fight. So then let's go to um, this one, Danny uh, Placido, Denver, Denver, uh, senior contributor says, Twitter users fear the influence of Elon Musk. Now, Danny writes about film, television, pop culture, and other fun stuff. So I wanted to kind of dig into these writers, which I think is interesting, right? I mean, let's, let's go look them up. D, this is Danny D. Placido. What do you think, Danny D. D. Placido? I mean, we could probably just make a whole thing about this. Well, we can make an episode on each writer for sure. We, we we really could, and I could show you. I could show you that these people are not American, and you would say, "Oh my gosh, they're not American." Joe, come on, tell me, tell me, tell me, what do you mean by not American? They're not freaking American. They're first generation, if they are. And they have no sacrifice, zero sacrifice in this nation. They have sacrificed nothing. They have not lost grandfathers and fathers and sisters and brothers, grandmothers and mothers. They have not served. They have not had blood spilled. And that blood goes back hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. Not five years. Not I just got here and I got my citizenship. No. Hundreds of years of sacrifice in this nation. Hundreds. And they want to dismiss it as irrelevant. They want to dismiss you as a slave. Hey, I came over here. I'm first generation. I'm entitled. You deserve nothing. And then they become people who are writers that tell us that your First Amendment rights are irrelevant because they came from a country like India or Pakistan or China or Hong Kong, where you don't have free speech. 
And that the people that get a chance to speak are the ones that are in the media and the ones that are in leadership and the ones that are chosen to have the ability to speak. It becomes not only the loudest voice, but the only voice in that environment. Do you want to be Saudi Arabia? Do you want to be Saudi Arabia? Do you want to have people so poor and a majority of people so equalized in a lack of opportunity that it's like winning the lottery, but the lottery only comes up once every 10 years. And that person is chosen to move from this cast as a symbol of what might be, to give people hope. Do you want that? Is that the place that you want us to be? And, and, and by the way, if, I, if I'm wrong about this, then why is it that everything the radical left or the establishment touches turn to crap? Why is it that people that are writing these things, Danny D. Uh, Placido, he is not an American. And you say, oh, he has a citizenship. I don't care. You've sacrificed nothing. My grandfather fought in World War II. Many awards. Many awards. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Generationally, if you look back, I have lots of loss in my family related to the military. Related to sacrifice. And just so you know, I didn't go in the military. But I spent years in the Middle East and Africa helping people thrive in conflict areas and building and helping others. And I gave back to my community. And I stepped out when I saw that the voice of the American people was being stolen, knowing that to great peril, I would have to say something that would change my life forever and turn me into a podcaster. And I don't have billions of dollars. And I don't care. But what I do have is making sure that I don't spit on the sacrifice of the blood that was spilled that came before me. That's what it means to be an American, not write these stupid articles. Joe, do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah. We got a lot of people wanting to know your particular um, understanding of what Elon Musk is doing and how you feel about it. What do you think? Is it good? Is it bad? Do you think it's for f the Constitution, for freedom of speech? Do you think there's something else going on? What do you think? Um, so I think that, I mean, I, I think that he knew the answer when he put that offer out. I think he knew the answer that, he, that they weren't going to say yes. I think their fear of loss of a globalist environment and giving people the opportunity to speak freely was, was because they know they're losing. The radical left and the establishment are losing. The grassroots is, is coming up. The Daily Beast wrote an article about me yesterday where they said that I threatened to, that I wanted to hang the governor of Polis, which I never said. That never came out of my mouth. But they make things up because they're nothing but liars. They're nothing but cheats. They're nothing but absolute trash. So I think he knew. I think he's three, four, five steps ahead. I think he bought that 9.1% because here's what I think happens. That 9.1%, he will go out there and say, I'm selling my shares. Twitter is trash. And by the way, I'm leaving. And I think the ultimate leaving is he walks over to Truth Social and says, hey, Trump, hey, give me a, a platform here. Give me my 81 million people. And all of those people move. I think strategically speaking, if I was Elon Musk and I was playing chess, and I love chess, by the way, 
If I was playing chess, I would do exactly what he did. Silently go and buy stock. Get offered a job on the board. Turn down the job on the board. Then say, I'm going to put an offer in to buy you. And if you don't buy you, I'm going to sell my shares all at once. Imagine if 9%, 9% of the shares out there for, for Twitter became available all at the same time. Supply, demand, guys. What do you think happens to the stock? A bit down, I assume. And what do you think happens to the people, the 81 million people that follow, Trump, follow Elon, Elon Musk? What do you think, where do you think they go? Uh, what do you think 65 to 70 million? Because you probably got 10 million people that, that follow him that will be like, oh, I got to stay on Twitter. Where do you think they go? I think they leave. I think the brilliance of this is that True Social becomes one of the most prolific platforms. And I think this is an ultimate troll of developing free speech across the nation. Now, here's what people don't understand. There are people out there right now, right now, there are people out there right now that are doing something spectacular. That spectacular that they're doing, by the way, is building new phones, building new phone networks, creating an alternate path where they don't have to deal with Apple. It's happening right now. It's happening. I mean, I, I had a conversation with a guy that said, yeah, we literally are going to pour $150 million into a platform so that we can tell Google and Facebook and all these guys to piss off. So I think what Elon's doing is great. I think it, I think it stands for, what, for, for a person that is absolutely 100% grateful for the opportunity to be an American. And because Elon does an amazing amount of research, right? And he has not been wrong. Has he been wrong? And, and he loves Space Force, by the way. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that Elon Musk supports Space Force? Did you know that? Elon Musk supports Space Force. And, and everybody says, oh, Space Force, that's a joke. Why, why, would, why would Trump do it? Why does Elon support it? Why does he think it's a great idea? See, see these are the things that as we start to walk down the path, I'm going to tell you right now, Elon Musk 100% is one of those people that I think is an, an amazing American. And I've heard people say, ah, oh, he's terrible, and he's not a Christian. God uses flawed people. God does. I'm not God. All I know is that by standing up for American values and the foundational First Amendment of our nation against people who are not American, they are not. Oh, they're a naturalized citizen. They were born here. They have no sacrifice. They would sacrifice nothing. They wouldn't even sacrifice a latte from Starbucks. You say, well, well what about Crenshaw? You mean the globalist Crenshaw? Dan Crenshaw that's a Republican but is really a, a, a liberal who stands for World Economic Forum? People can be swayed as Americans. You know what they're swayed by? Money and power. But that's not what's happening in the media. We have crap bag people that are writing bad things about Americans and are lying every single day. They lie like rugs, and we have to tolerate it. I think it's amazing that Elon is putting a bit into by Twitter. So Forbes had to enter the conversation at 8.30 this morning. 
Elon Musk bid to take Twitter private for $43 billion. Why it's a bad idea. And if I can explain real quick, this whole yeah. article was about basically how it's not financially feasible for him to do this and how it's going to corrupt people's freedom of speech. And How does it corrupt it? That's what Forbes said. It, it, right. <laughs> but, but people, you have to ask the question, how, how does it corrupt it? Mr. Producer, what they're saying is the quiet part out loud of the reverse. The reverse of this is that they're trying to tell you that at some place of time it's going to corrupt free speech. It's not corrupting free speech. It's handing it back. Remember what President Trump said in 2017 when he accepted and became the president of the United States? He said, I am not becoming president. I am handing back, I am, I am handing back power to the people. What do you think Elon Musk is doing and doing this and playing chess? He is handing back the power to the people. People already recognize that the media is trash. They recognize it. So I would ask you, if, do you recognize it? Do, do, you, do you truly recognize it? I mean, when you, see a, when you see a story that's on the internet, what do you, do you double check it, triple check it? Do you make sure it's true? I do. I absolutely do. I take the time to slow down just long enough to know, okay, is that right? Even stuff that doesn't matter. And by the way, I skip past the Kim Kardashian stuff and the Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. Who, what do I care? Let's say someone on the street cracked a joke and somebody else walked up and said, wow, do you hear about it? So why do we care about Will Smith? Why do we care about Chris Rock? Why? Why is it a thing? Why do I care about their open relationship and their feelings? I don't care. They're irrelevant. Hollywood is irrelevant. It holds no value to our society. But we're like shiny object. Let's talk over there. So we have to, we have to start focusing in on the things that matter. And what matters is that fundamentally in our country, they're trying to transform it. And here you have Elon Musk and here you have Donald Trump, who, by the way, are brilliant, that are saying, let's give the power back to the people. Let's, they're recognizing that the people have become slaves. Now, could any of them be controlled opposition? They could be. I mean, I think Elon Musk is worth $250 billion. Is that right? Something like that? A little oh. bit over that probably at this point. <laughs> so to him, he's up for the challenge. He probably feels his mortality. And he says, what, what, you, the, you can't take it from me. You could take it from me. But I'm going to still continue to push towards an equalization and, and a protection over things that people died for. He recognizes that they are liars. And somebody just said Musk is worth like $20 trillion. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. I, you know, now I want to play this because we have a couple of, of things. This is uh, Musk on Jim Cramer. It's a Jim Cramer video with Musk. It's four minutes, 55 seconds. Um, let, let's, let's play this video real quick. It's four minutes. Wide range of opinion about what's going on. Right. Now, best and final means no guy, negotiation. Well, uh, Brett Taylor represents the shareholders. He can't do that. You can't just say, hey, you know what? We'll take it. You, you can't. That's not fair to the shareholders. And I think we keep in all the coverage this morning. I've not heard about the shareholders needing protection from Elon. 
He can't steal the company. Even if he has a, thinks he has a better idea, that doesn't get him to be able to take the company. So I've left out, I've, is, I'd like to ask David, because I think this is really important. David, there's a fiduciary duty yeah. of the board. And they cannot abdicate yep. just because they got a best and final deal. This is not a piece of real. He's not buying a house here. Uh, Jim, I think you're you're right on the key. Uh, the no, key you're question not. That's come up he any offered, number of times already in the calls that I've had this morning. Best and final. The use of that what term, which about? we rarely, if ever, see. Certainly in an unsolicited a, bid of this true. nature and the initial unsolicited CNBC bid. People. You know, you use this term in the UK and you're stuck with it. That's it. Here, of course, given it's Musk in particular, there is a level of unpredictability that we all know is quite high. But nonetheless, the use of that term best and final, and to your point, this board, which, by the way, I can tell you is going to be uh, having an initial meeting at 10 a.m. this morning, um, from what I understand, uh, is going to have to consider what that means. Uh, And, you know, is it Buffett-esque, Jim, in a sense? Because remember, when Warren typically approaches a management, he often has that as an unsaid condition. You know, hey, this is it take it or leave it. But um, the take it or leave it best uh, best and final part of this is a key. And I do agree with you in that I don't quite understand what the board is left to do here, because typically they're not going to say, "Okay, thank you so much for paying this price. It's over and done with. Of course not. No board would do that. You might begin an auction. You might consider if there are any other strategic alternatives. But on the other side, you might just say, no, thank you. And then the question is what Musk really does. The alternative, though, could mean, Jim, and I'll leave this to you, that the stock goes down an awful lot, particularly if he sells it. Well, I don't think this board is taking that short-term review. I, I, by the way, David, if I, were, if I were advising this board, I would say there may be personal liability if they agree to this. This is one of those where they literally are not doing their job. There's no fiduciary responsibility if they just say, you know what, we take it. David, that opens them up, and you remember, there are times when individual individual directors are opened up for a, a level of uh, lack of fiduciary that I think no. crosses the line. This crosses the uh, line. It's called DNO insurance. This guy's an well, idiot, listen, by they the all way. Have if you ever listen insurance. to this guy, uh, you know, today I'm sure Wilson Sonsini is going to the law firm which advises towards his board, uh, and I think will be involved here. Will certainly probably be front and center more so than any bankers or advice they'd be getting. Uh, on the financial side of it, it is, you know, what do we do here? What is the what is the sort of the uh, from an M&A and legal perspective, the right thing to do as as the board? Typically, you'd open up a conversation which would include right. price. Oftentimes, of course, that would already have taken place prior to this. But this is unique. This is Musk. He already owns 9.2 percent of the company. He's already spent billions. Another key question. I know it sounds funny to ask it of the world's richest man, but nonetheless is financing. You know, why not include in your offer something that gives an indication that you've already got it locked down, that you're going to um, offer up stock that you're going to get collateralized, that that you're going to borrow against, that you're going to sell uh, some certain amount of shares, something that gives you gives everybody and that board the sense, Jim and Carl, that, okay, you know, this is a fully financed offer. Again, he is the richest man in the world. He's got the opportunity to do it. 
one would think, why would he want to actually do it all in equity? You'd expect that he'd want to use some debt here to buy this thing outright for $43 billion and write a check or sell shares to equal that amount of money seems kind of odd as well. So that's another question that I would have thought at least financing would have been addressed in his brief because letter he's the to Brett Taylor. Man in the world. Yeah, yeah guys, two hundred sixty billion. It's erratic. It's erratic behavior. It's not what people expect. That's a serious board. It's not a hack board. A lot of people felt that he controlled his own board. Maybe he thinks that that's what they've got here. Uh, they have no choice but to reject it. I, I think they can say, look, we're open to all offers. But beyond that, Carl, if they say we accept, they're phony. Be right. And they're not phony. Well, that's no. why uh, we got two, two downgrades this morning, CFRA and OPI, which I know yes, you've got the, the note. They take right it here. to market perform. And the general theory is um, likelihood that he does walk away and that the shares tumble from the, the shares tumble from there, and just so you know, it cut out on that, but the shares will t- tumble, and the volatility will create a rocket ship effect on other social platforms. And that's why I say that the guy is absolutely brilliant. It's brilliant. And so I, I want you to know that, uh, here's another one that happened, by the way, after he offered to buy out Twitter, it shows that the stock is at $51, $49. The stock is at $46 right now. It's not a $51. It's a $46. Actually, I think that, let me see here real quick. It's at $46.99 right now, 93 and falling. And yeah, it did, it did open up at $48.42. But we got another video, and I want to play this if we can. I know we're, we're getting close to out of time. I started a little late today. But uh, let's, let's play this last video again, CNBC. This will this, this, make you laugh a little bit. Go ahead and play it. Boom! Breaking news. Elon Musk offering to buy Twitter for $54.20 a share. Uh, we said, what's he going to do now? Go home or go big? And uh, go we big. now know he's going to go big. And um, I, I, who's that ADL guy, Andrew? This is his worst nightmare, I think. Jonathan uh, Greenblatt. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be. Jonathan Greenblatt. I, I mean, if he owns the whole place, it's going to be like, go for it. I think it's going to be, and, and the orange man probably going to be back, and I, 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 this is unbelievable. The stock up 13%. Unbelievable, right? Jumping on this news. And, and by the way, how much was the stock up before? If we could take a longer-term look at the stock price, because just on this news, up by about 13%. The longer term, if you're looking back over the last couple of weeks, it was only a week ago Monday that we first learned that he'd built that 9.2% stake. Look how much the stock jumped. So you're talking about a stock that was at 36 right. or so, um, jumped all the way up to uh, above $50, um, came back down on the idea that maybe he was going to get out of it, but that is not the case. And, you know, it also brings up the idea of what happens By to the way, shareholder lawsuits where they were angry about selling before. Okay, if right. you held on to just it, so look at how much it had. Just so you guys are clear. To enhance shareholder value unless he's the, enhancing The price was never um, at $51. It, right. So exciting, though. Kudos, if you look at the top of this to, picture. Kudos to Dan Ives, by good, the way. Pause it. Just don't take it down, but pause it. Pause it, if you would. Pause it. If you say it says Twitter, 5160 up Five dollars and seventy-five cents. Already fifty-two. They're they're basically trying to try and convince you that it's at fifty-two dollars. Okay, so let me let me explain something to all of you. It was never at fifty-two dollars. Never. This is after hours. This is what the market wanted to project out for the value of the shares, given that Elon Musk. And typically, what happens is there's an anticipation that maybe he'll take it. Right. And so the shares will go up. 
but it's not a 5160. This is extended hours. In other words, this is not what the stock is trading for in the open market. Mr. Producer, if you will go to just Google Twitter, and if you, inside of that, it's TWTR. And then you will just put it up, put up, show me your screen, take this down, show me your screen. So I can show people just how the media is just a bunch of liars. And they didn't mention the fact that it was an extended hours. They just put a little thing up there that says extended hours because they knew it was not up 12%. It was not up 12%. Go ahead and put it up, if you will, Mr. Producer. Here it is, and hit the five-day, if you would. Just go up, scroll up just a little bit. And if you'll hit the five-day, this will show you right there. Yeah. This will show you that over the last five days, it never got up or $49. Never. And it opened at 48.37, not at 51. And th- see, this is the game they play before the markets open, which is at 9.30 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. The stock right now is at 46.92. It is actually down. It is actually down over the last five days. Okay, take that down. They're liars. They also said it was like incredible to think that the former president of the United States might be reinstated on Twitter. Like they, that, like that shouldn't happen. Like, oh my but that, gosh. But that's what the radical left does. Go ahead, take that down if you would. That's what the radical left does. And by the way, they're afraid of us. They're afraid of who we are. They're afraid of what we do. They're afraid of, of the ability that we have to speak the truth. That's why we got taken down off Twitch. And if Twitch took us down completely, then I'm going to literally scorch earth Twitch. Actually, I'm just going to check and see what my options are. I think we're just suspended right now. Did you, did you read it? Is it suspended or is it? I didn't read the whole thing, so yeah. I'll double check. So we're suspended for talking about or having someone on that tells us about snake peptides. Maybe. Or maybe it's because of something I said six months ago where I said that I was building the gallows. Never mind, they talked about guillotines and cutting people's heads off that oppose them and killing people in the street. Nah, that's, that's not violent rhetoric, and we don't need to talk about that. All right. Hey, listen, guys, this has been a fun podcast to be on with you guys today uh, because we got to troll the radical left. But I, I want you to know that there's all these things that we're dealing with. I mean, we deal with critical race theory and gender fluidity. And I, I do want to have conversations with people who disagree with me. So the, there's a challenge that I have, and that challenge is simple. Here, here's my challenge. Oh, Ukraine was the issue with Twitch. Ukraine? Somebody just told me that Ukraine was the issue with Twitch. Did you hear about that, that Ukraine was the issue? So I think it's because I stood up and supported Ukraine. No, that's not true. I stood up for the people of Ukraine, and I said that Zelensky is an absolute murderous piece of trash who is basically the pawn of the radical left and the political elite, and that that place is used as a mafia station while they murder their own people and blame it on Russia. I think that's what I said. Is that about what I said? Yeah. But see, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not from Ukraine. It's not anti-American to give a perspective based on the information that you hear out there. So now that we know that Ukraine is the issue, that at least gives me some, some semblance. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Liberty Scar Company. You can get the six sets of presidents, first presidents, and one beautiful cigar collection. Each cigar mirrors the personality of the one so honored. 
in honor of being a member of Conservative Daily Podcast, you can get 17.76% off of the Early Republic series, originally priced at $89. Use coupon code LIBERTY at libertycigars.com. All right. I'm going to do something a little bit different. So my, my sisters are in town. So tonight, I think that Ash is going to be on, right? Um, I want you guys to know that um, I'm working to, I got contacted by RT, you know, the RT News. Um, they want to do an interview. So I don't know what the interview is about, but I'm willing to do it. Uh, I, I am aware of, and people kept sending me articles saying, hey, did you hear the Daily Beast wrote a bad article about you? Yes, I am. And it does not bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, I, In other words, I wake up every day and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Wow. I wonder, I wonder what else they're going to write about me. It makes no difference to me. None. Because I'm speaking truth. And they know that they're liars. And they know that nobody believes anything that they say. And they know that they're un-American. And they know that they are the pawns for the radical left. I, I sleep well. I sleep well knowing that when I bring something to you, it's truthful. It's not hyperbole. It's not rhetoric. It's truth. We have something to protect, and it's called the soul of America. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Um, if you like us, please follow us on Rumble. Um, you can also follow us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. We are going to be going live on Frank Speech. I don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, but we're working on that right now. I also want to tell you guys a couple things, one of which is become a member of conservative-daily.com for as little as $10. And if you do a lot of faxing, I had to send an email. We, the team sent an email to someone who literally faxes every day and, and spends, I think, 39 or $49 a day talking to Congress. And by the way, you can go in there and you can make changes to what you say to them. We just ask that you be respectful because when you send it out there, um, if you make any threats or anything on the, the faxes, um, you can get in trouble, so don't do it, right? And, and by the way, we do believe in civility when you're talking to these traitors, treacherous leaders anyway. Um, but you, you want them to hear your voice. You don't want them to basically ignore your voice because of that. But spending $39 a day, and I, we sent them an email. I didn't send them, but they did, and said, hey, listen, let's, let's get you to spend about $800 less a month, <laughs> And uh, was able to convert them, and they didn't realize that you could get this membership. So go up, check the membership, $10, support us all the way up. The other side is, is that we have FEC United um, as an uh, organization that is working across the entire United States. Mr. Producer, I, I want to put this up. Maybe I'll be able to show this to you. Uh, but we have created a thing called the People's Chamber of Commerce. And the People's Chamber of Commerce um, allows for us to literally, literally, quite literally, um, uh, support businesses across the country that, that support you. So we can stop doing business with even restaurants. Oh, they have great mac and cheese. Find another place that has better mac and cheese. And so we have an entire model that we're building. It will literally launch on Friday. So you have the opportunity to go to fecunited.com and become a member. And you'd say, well, Joe, there's, there's not a lot, enough businesses that are involved in this yet. And I would tell you, that's what we said when we started it on the member side. Now we have 300,000 people that are members. We have quite a few that have been paid members over the last couple of days, but, or last couple of weeks as well. But go in and get connected and then go on the app, which is that commissioned. And uh, you can get it in the Apple store or the uh, Google PlayStation or Play Store. And you can download that app, go connect with FEC United, 
and get connected to people in your community that are like-minded. So you know where you can find us on the, the live version. We're also on, on the uh, um, audio version. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Um, if, if you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share it with someone that needs to hear it. You can also sign up for our newsletter down below. Ask, I give you guys a lot to do. Hit the smash the rumble button on the way out. I feel like I should just write out all this stuff. Smash the rumble button, right? Um, but, I, but I really want to push us to be God-centered, right? Recognize that you know, Jesus died on a cross to give us the opportunity to have eternal life, right? And so what is it that you'd be willing to do to honor that sacrifice that Jesus made. So I'm going to say a little prayer before I go because I will not be on tonight. But uh, Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be on this podcast today, and thank you for all the wonderful people that listen and support this podcast and support the Constitution and support you, Father. Thank you for the opportunity we have to be a voice and to give people a path and help others work the problem. Please go with us today as we go about our business so we may do so honoring you and we may recognize that courage is more infectious than fear and we must act in faith not just have faith father again thank you for the opportunity we have i say these things humbly in the name of jesus christ amen i will see you guys tomorrow but i'm going to go hang out with my sisters and my nieces and um remember that you know we're in this together we stand shoulder to shoulder we stay in the gap and the radical left can't win they know they can't win. We know in the end God wins. We just have to stand up and speak truth. Not rhetoric, but truth. And be unapologetic and have no fear. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow.